Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. Hope you've had a great week. Thanks a lot for joining me again. And I hope you're enjoying the Five Minute Monday shows. If you are, let me know. If you're not, let me know. MS at innerfight.com. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And if you feel like or want something covering on those shows, you feel like this be something useful, help me out. Give me some ideas. I would really appreciate it. This week, I'm on my own and I am talking all about the topic that you've probably read, which maybe got you into the podcast, diversity in fitness. The aim of this show is to help people that might be struggling within the fitness avenue of their choice. Sometimes we see fitness a little bit narrow, I would say, or through a narrow lens. And during this show, no matter what you do, I am going to try and help you see that there are many different aspects to the fitness pursuit that you follow and different ways that you can measure things or challenge yourself. I've talked up a massive game there. Hopefully, I can deliver on it. This week's show announcements, if you're watching the video version, I am sat back in the office stroke studio, so nothing outdoors, no crazy locations this week, but still some news to bring you. If you are looking for something to do for your kids over the summer period, then hop in to our kids program. We have moved the classes so they fit better with maybe the kids' schedules, but also maybe your schedules. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9.30 for the preteens and 10.30 for the teens, Tuesday and Thursday. And pretty much normal service is on Sunday, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11 a.m. That starts with the kids at 9, preteens at 10 and the teens at 11. If you want more information on the kids' class, drop us a mail, winning at innerfight.com, or contact Bonnie directly. She heads up our kids and youth program, bt at innerfight.com. If you are looking for something else to do during the summer, and this is not actually restricted to females, but it is the Ladies Run Club summer plan. Ladies Run Club, which happens four times a week, Mondays and Wednesdays morning and evening, is on pause for the summer. However, it does go online where you can have delivered to your Training Peaks account or just directly to your email a run plan that will not only help you run, we'll have some core work, some strength work, and more important, a little bit of structure and accountability that you can do anywhere in the world. This is run by our coach, Steph, Steph Steph.running over on Instagram. And as I said, it is not just the ladies that can take advantage of this if you are a male. And that sounds like something you want to get involved in. You want a program that gives you a bit of accountability and a bit of structure over summer. Give Steph a shout, sh at innerfight.com. Finally, I want to give a little shout out to three companies who support me in many different ways ways. First of all, the guys that help my feet and help me do all of the running. Hoka, if you haven't heard about Hoka, then you probably haven't listened to the Inner Fight Endurance podcast, or I haven't done a good enough job shouting about these guys. I've been using these shoes for just over two years now, and they're absolutely awesome from, I don't go real fast, but from fast shoes, road shoes, trail shoes. I'm not sure I'd call them fashion shoes, but I don't really have much fashion sense and I wear them all the time. Anyway, go and check out Hoka. 
to track all of the miles that I do and to track my activity, although I don't use it too much for activity, a big shout out to Sunto who have supported me for the last four or five years. I know how fast I'm going when I am going. I know how fast I've gone or how far I've gone and I know what speed. They watch the GoPro, the Sunto, GoPro's coming in a second. The Sunto Peak Pro 9 is super light on my wrist and tells me everything I want to and could do a lot more for me. Sleep tracking, movement tracking, loads of heart rate stuff, recovery stuff. Depends how much information you want. If you're in the market for a new GPS watch or a new watch at all, go and check out Sunto. And more recently, GoPro have very kindly taken care of me. Everything that you see on my social media and on a lot of the Interfight and Interfight Endurance social media is probably shot on a GoPro. I recently put out a video comparing the GoPro 8, the GoPro 9, and the GoPro 11 over on my YouTube channel. You can check that out. If you want to capture your memories this summer in quite high definition, the GoPro 11 that I'm using at the moment goes up to 5.7K, which I'm not super geeky about it, but it's pretty good quality. Also great for photos. You do need to transfer it from the GoPro to your phone, which is super simple. It's done by Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, really fast. It's not quite as fast as just taking a picture on your iPhone, but if you're out and active with the family this summer, have a look at the GoPro. I've used them for over 10 years now. Super easy and probably, although maybe I'm a little bit biased because I haven't used Insta360 and DJI, but it's one of the most robust cameras. I've broken some iPhones. I've never, not yet, managed to break a GoPro. That's it for this week's announcements. Let's get into the show. This is episode number 818 of the Inner Fight Podcast, Diversity in Fitness. No matter where you are in the world, thanks a lot for listening. Let's jump into today's show. Welcome back to the show. I'm not sure about the title here, if people thought I was going to talk about cultural diversity and fitness. However, I am not. That's not what it, this show is all about. This show is all about the diversity of different fitness pursuits. Hopefully that resonates. Sometimes I think we put ourselves in a little bit of a box by when we follow one pursuit and we can become a little bit narrow-minded, which is not too bad. Focus is obviously good and single-mindedness in some scenarios is kind of good. But what I've seen it leading to in a number of situations is that people actually get quite bored. They see their fitness pursuit through only a single lens. And generally, when we get a little bit, of bore, a little bit bored doing something, our purpose for that fades or we forget to revisit it often, we stop and something else might take over in life, which not always, but often is not quite as beneficial for us. Therefore, what I'm going to attempt to do today is keep your minds open, broad, and attack various different areas of your fitness pursuit using two maybe three examples. I'm definitely going to use CrossFit. I'm definitely going to use endurance because they are quite prevalent to us here. That's what we teach and coach here in a fight. However, I think it's applicable in pretty much every sport that I have thought of with the same mindset. And I'll go on to explain how I think that is so. 
Challenge ourselves constantly, I believe, is the key. And this gives us a lot of purpose when we wake up in the morning. It doesn't always have to be a brutal challenge. It doesn't always have to be something that we think we might fail at. Actually, I think a lot of the time, I think this is a problem, which is probably for another show, but a side note on people setting goals is that we've been told so often that we need to have big, hairy, scary goals that we might fail at because that will drive us. And therefore, because people are scared of failure, we've created a society where people are not actually setting goals because failure is not acceptable. So it doesn't have to be such a huge challenge. Your sport Your pursuit doesn't have to be such a huge challenge that it scares you every single day, but there has to be something in it that keeps us challenging ourselves to get better and therefore become better humans. And as we say here in a fight to constantly get better at life. So there's two or three questions that I always ask pretty much out of the blocks. Firstly, does what I'm going to do or what I'm planning to do for my fitness pursuit today, does it excite me? Does this excite me? Does going to a CrossFit class excite me? Does going to a Zumba class, can it ever excite you? I don't know. Anyhow, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry all the Zumba and vegans out there. Does eating vegan excite me? No. Anyway, we'll carry on. Does what I'm going to do, what I'm waking up to do today, does it excite me? If it doesn't and it doesn't excite you on a repetitive basis, i.e., you wake up five days a week and three days a week, you're not excited about going to a Zumba class. I, I can't say Zumba and not make a joke about it, so I'll stop using Zumba because otherwise I'll just be sat here on my own thinking I'm funny and you guys will get bored of it. But if three days out of five, you wake up to come to a CrossFit class in a fight and you're not excited, then you obviously have quite a serious problem that needs to be addressed. The second question I think, and obviously on the flip side, is if you're waking up every morning and you are very excited to follow your fitness pursuit, no matter what it is, then that is something that is super positive. And if you have a very varied, a very diverse following of fitness or a very diverse range of fitness activities that you follow that is making you excited every single day, then you are probably onto something which is a great formula. The second thing that I am always interested in is how do we measure A, your excitement, but B, how challenging the activity that you're following actually is. And I'm going to come on to give some more examples about that because for a lot of us, if and, and our old phrase is, if we can man- measure it, we can manage it. But if things are not super measurable, and they don't have to be really anally measurable, you don't need an app or anything like that. But if there is a certain measure in place, which could be progress within a sport, could just be satisfaction at the end, could be a, a happiness score, could be, like I was saying before, a, a sort of excitement score, then our chances of being able to look at that data over a period of time, which yes, it becomes a little bit geeky, but one great exercise that I work with a lot of people on that, that I coach is, is, is a simple question of how excited are you about the day? And for some people, it might be a three, which is you're literally doing backflips out of bed. A two is 
yeah, it's kind of okay. And a one is I'm not excited about today at all. I track that over a period of time and try and link it to different activities or what's going on in people's life. Now we have measures in place. We have some data that we look at over a period of time. And this helps us to, rather than it being a knee-jerk reaction, oh, today was shit, well, tomorrow might be great, and the day before could have been great, and actually, we're dwelling on one shit day a week where you might have had six really good ones. So any measure in anything, I feel, will really help us to understand whether it's the right thing to continue to pursue. And the third thing is, which is related to the measure, is... It doesn't have to have a measure to start, but the question is here is what what does progress look like? So a lot of people will say that they're demotivated because they're not progressing in their chosen fitness pursuit or in any area of life. And speaking of which, most of this can apply to most different areas of life. However, they don't really define what progress is. So they don't define where they are at the start of the process and they don't define where they want to get to. So it's very difficult to define what progress is and therefore when there is no progress, there sometimes becomes no motivation, there becomes no purpose and then things stop. Hopefully those three things make a little bit of sense. But progress is important. I think if you're going to follow a fitness pursuit, you want to know what progress is. And progress can be many different things. Progress could be getting faster at running. Progress could be lifting more on your deadlift in the gym. Progress could be losing weight. Progress could be getting better skin complexion from being healthier. Progress could be a number of different things. But if we do not understand what progress is, then it's very difficult to progress. I think I used progress a lot in the last few minutes. Hopefully that helps. So three key things. Does this excite me? How do I measure it? And what is progress? If you can peg those things to immediately or start to create some feeling immediately on your fitness pursuit, then with related, related to those three criteria, I think you start in a very positive position. Let's dial it back. Why do we do fitness? And I think this is probably the base that a lot of people don't visit when they start a fitness pursuit. We do fitness for a number of different reasons. And I think it's always important to revisit them from time to time. Because when you realize that fitness, some people do fitness for ego, which is interesting. And from my experience, sometimes quite short-lived. But when you dig a little bit deeper and understand why you're really doing fitness, then to find the motivation to do it and to keep it varied and to keep it fun changes a little bit as well. I believe the number one reason why we do fitness is to stay in good health. I was listening to Diary of a CEO a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember the lady's name. And she came up with a really interesting stat that only 12% of Americans are metabolically healthy, which is quite 
quite crazy. If we don't have our health, we have death. And if not immediately in all scenarios, however, we could have a lot of suffering. We could be subject to disease. If we're less healthy, our immune system, if we have poor metabolic health, our immune system is normally weaker. They go hand in hand. And therefore, we're more susceptible to disease of any type, be it life-threatening disease or be it daily diseases. A lot of people will have very poor health system, very weak immune system and go through life with coughs and colds the whole time, which is quite miserable because when you're having a cough and cold or if you're one of those people that gets flu three or four times a year, I would say that you're in poor health. Yes, other factors affect that, but sports and fitness also affect that massively because moving your body is one of the, the keys to building a resilient body and building a strong metabolic system. So I think the number one reason why we should take we should do fitness pursuits or follow fitness pursuits or pursue fitness is related to maintaining what I would just call good health. And good health is waking up in the morning and feeling good. Good health is having a strong immune system, which means we are not in a state of burnout and fatigue and suffering with coughs and colds the whole time. And we therefore prolong not life on its own, but because lots of people are prolonging life in drug situations, which is quite tragic in itself, but we will prolong healthy life. So we will have what's often referred to, I think more by guys like Huberman, which is a very long and deep podcast. If I ever find a topic that I speak about for two hours and you guys keep listening, then I don't know if I've made it or failed it. Anyway, Huberman talks for a long time and he speaks a lot about health span. So we want to still be feeling good, moving well into throughout our years, call it into old age or don't call it old age because is is it old age when who defines old age that's probably a, a whole other road to go down but health is super important having good metabolic health avoiding disease and prolonging a healthy life rather than being dependent on drugs some might say that they could measure their health and their health span by the amount of drugs that we do or we do not take i'll leave that to the more medically inclined to define for you but number one reason i think is to have good health number two reason which also plays into health is related to community and connection and this is why we see a high efficacy in something like a CrossFit program and a high retention rate in a CrossFit program rather than just a normal gym program that you're going to do on your own because a CrossFit program or our Inner Endurance program, which is largely community-based, brings a lot of connection as well, brings friendships, and it's proven that we need connection, human connection and friendships to sustain happy and also healthy lives. We can drop into states of depression only or solely based on the fact that we don't have community and connection. So that is something super important and something that fitness actually brings or can bring a lot of. I've used an example there in CrossFit. Any fitness pursuit that is not just going to the gym with your Beats by Dre 
they don't exist anymore. Thanks, Apple, for wiping that one out. Headphones on is potentially building community and connection. Playing tennis, going and playing a team sport, all of these different diverse forms of, of fitness are providing community and connection, which, as we know, is essential for the continuation of humanity and happiness in life and happiness in health span. So number two is community and connection. Think about, is your fitness pursuit giving you community and connection? Number three, that, number three thing, the third thing that I believe fitness does for us and why it's super important to have a fitness goal or a fitness, a form of fitness that we are following is it prepares us quite well for other areas of life. Healthier, fitter people, people that have a fitness regime, generally perform better in the workplace because they have more mental clarity, because they're physically in a lot better place. And also, which is one of the same thing, we're able to have probably better personal relationships because we are healthier, we move better, we're in better moods. So the knock-on effect and a lot of people get quite consumed by sort of maybe what I was saying earlier, the, the metrics of measuring things within the gym and it's really only about my bench press or my back squat as to whether what's my measure. But I remember one guy, actually, when we used to run inner talks very frequently at the old gym, he turned around and he said, what you do in here absolutely has an impact what you do out there. And that should be something that's never taken for granted or underestimated. The fact that you, from the discipline side of making it to the 5.30 or 6.30 class three times a week, twice a week, five times a week, to the exercise that you do have an insane impact on both your professional, personal, and every other area of life outside of that particular fitness pursuit in the example there, a CrossFit class. So I think that's something that never should be underestimated. Believe it or not, the fourth point is that we actually have time. It's, I was talking the other day to someone about, and I was actually speaking on last week's show, we were speaking to Ben Kilmandaltry about balance in life. You cannot work the whole time. You have time in life, which someone might argue, maybe I could argue here, the day was designed with 24 hours, which gives you enough time to sleep, work, and also do some form of fitness. So you generally should have time in your day. If you are working 12, 14 hours, you probably are in a little bit of an unbalance in your life. You do have time in the day. You can find time in the day. The day is such that, and this is, some people might be shaking their heads at me now and that's fine, but the day's designed in a way that you have time to do fitness. So make sure that you do fitness. Fitness prepares us to enjoy the natural world. Those of you that have followed the show for a while or follow my social media will know that adventure is something that's super, I guess you could say close to my heart. I'm able to do that. We're able to go on adventures and enjoy those adventures, no matter if they're in remote places or not, because of a certain level of fitness. And sometimes, an, an, an example recently, I was in, when I was in Italy, 
there was 1,700 steps, which this actually wasn't super ideal because Holly wanted me to climb up these steps the day after I'd finished Steelman, the 24-hour event. However, it was all good. I did it. I got to the top. I didn't suffer so much. But there was a number of people that were on those steps that I wasn't sure if they'd actually make it to the top. And it was obvious they had such a poor level of fitness. And I actually, I didn't feel bad for them, but I kind of did feel bad for them that their, their health and their fitness was so poor that they couldn't get to the top. So they didn't get to see the great view at the top. Fitness prepares us nicely for adventure to be able to move around, which I think is not a basic human need, but it's definitely a nice human privilege that is some available to some of us and enjoyed by a number of us. Talking about enjoyment, a lot of us do do fitness because it's enjoyable. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. I spoke about it at the start. Does it excite me? But actually fitness, fitness should be enjoyable and it's our free time. We're and this is probably not the first time I'll say this in the show, but we're all just rank amateurs following a pursuit that we hope will make us a little bit better at life and give us that enjoyment, which I think it does. And the final point is better at life. If you combine all of those different things together, I think you'll appreciate that if we're healthier, we have community, we have connection, we're sort of preparing for other parts of our life through fitness, we're filling the time that we have, we have adventure, we have enjoyment, then we will have more satisfaction and we will be better at life. Let's look into those two examples that I spoke about, whether it's CrossFit or whether it's endurance. If you're in a little bit of a slump, let's look into how diverse those two could be. If you look at the various components of CrossFit, there are ultimate options to be measured and to be constantly or infrequently, which is the case for some people, touched upon. So if we look within CrossFit, we've got strength, we've got conditioning, we've got skills. And when you look into skills, we've got gymnastic skills, we've got barbell skills, we've got general skills in things like box jumps in wall balls that can constantly be developed. So there's so many elements within when you come to a CrossFit class that if we look at only the CrossFit class as a class, so if we look at, and, and this could apply to something like tennis, you've got forehand, you've got backhand, you've got volleys, you've got ground strokes, you've got your serve, you've got fitness, you've got footwork, you've got all of these different elements. So no matter what fitness pursuit, and this is really where I get into the diversity of these different fitness pursuits that we're following. If we break them down, there's different areas that can give us focus the whole time or from time to time. Some of these things we can be working on in parallel with each other. So if you look at a heavily dedicated CrossFit program for perhaps CrossFitters that are competing. There's still some CrossFitters that are trying to make CrossFit or make a living from CrossFit. It's a very low number, but they will be working on 
strength, they'll be working on skills, and they will be working on conditioning, especially now as we sort of dial into the CrossFit Games all at the same time. For some of our clients here, we see them working in different phases. So people might be looking at a weight loss phase. So we're using the class, one of the biggest elements, and what we're seeing good in CrossFit because we're combining strength, which is helping us there's a podcast I did all about strength and you should listen to it. I should have the number up, but it's just come to my mind now. I might find it and put it in the show notes. If we're, we could just be going through a strength phase or we could be going through a conditioning phase and, or we could be attending some specialty classes or getting some one-on-one personal training to try and help with certain elements that we see pop up within the class that we want to get better at. And that's something that we actually see here a lot in a fight that people will combine two or three classes a week or four or five classes a week with one, maybe two personal training sessions a week to help them work on the skills that are coming up a lot in the classes. Common ones are things like push-ups, sorry, pull-ups, toes to bar, yes, push-ups as well, actually, weightlifting, maybe a strength cycle as well. So we've got all these different components different elements of a sport and you could take any sport and break it down just like I'm doing here. And then we create focus around those elements. So if I want to work on my gymnastics, I would still do those three classes a week and perhaps do one or two specific sessions on gymnastics a week for a period of six weeks. I have measures in place because I know, and it's super simple, the number of toes to bar that I can do at the start or the number of strict pull-ups I can do at the start of this cycle and what I want to get to. Maybe maybe I want to get to 10, maybe six weeks is not enough. It's probably not, but maybe I get to two or three. So there's a clear measure in place that by doing X, we're going to get to Y. And that also allows us within the chosen pursuit and tennis, CrossFit, whatever it is, to start sort of setting some goals. And you can almost map out the whole year where you say, okay, at this time, and let's be a little bit vain about it, we're, we're in summertime now, it might be a time where we're working more on conditioning because the condition, and also the strength at the same time, because strength and conditioning combined is going to give us the best, plus a load of other things, food, lifestyle, mindset, is going to give us the best bang for our buck, conditioning-wise, to be absolutely shredded. I hate it for summer, but it is the reality. So sometimes that might not be a time to work on skills for other people. And I see this a lot throughout the years. They might use the summer months to work on a particular skill. So we can have goals and we can set it out on an annual basis or a six-monthly, three-monthly basis of what actually our training will look like. And that really helps to create some what we'd call periodization in training where we're focusing on certain things in certain periods that when we do that and bring it all together in a little bit of a geeky scientific way, we should get the most gains and therefore we'll get the most health gains. We will also hopefully get the most community connection and all of those things that I spoke about before. So everything kind of mixes in with each other there, which is, which is quite cool. The same thing applies in endurance. The second example, I've done CrossFit, I've touched on tennis, I've not really too much experience in that. But the same thing in endurance that if we're just runners, there could be a time of year that we focus on our strength work for running. There, So the different elements, again, we'd, I'd always start with elements. I'd then go to how we measure those elements and then set some goals around those measures. So if you look at the different elements of, of running, there could be 
couple of different ones. We could have aerobic base building. We could have some top end speed work. We could have some strength work. We could have some plyometric work. So we take all of these different elements and this shows how diverse even a sport like running can be. It has so many different elements that make it up. We look into those within running as well. We could have focal points throughout the year of training for a 10K, a 21K, a 5K, a marathon, an ultra marathon, anything multi-stage ultra marathon whatever it would be i don't think it's super healthy and it's proven by a lot of the pictures that i see of people that actually only run ultra marathons and they run like five or six ultra marathons a year most of them <laughs> i've got to be careful here but most of them i don't actually find to be super happy i think a little bit of variation and a little bit of variation in the intensity and the load of training that they have throughout the year is absolutely key but even in a sport that some might see like a lot of people say oh, i'm a bit bored of my running at the moment it's like well what part of it are you actually bored of when you start to dig into that side of life and ask those sorts of questions things start to change a little bit and you realize that even running is super diverse and if you're not if you're bored of just getting up and going for zone two runs then why are you doing those at that time some people might that might be part of the program if so we need to speak to the coach because if a program is boring it doesn't excite you then we find the efficacy of that program is reduced massively but it might be a time to focus on something else it might be a time to do some strength for endurance which is probably one of the biggest missing components and also probably one of the biggest reasons with the lack of strength that people actually sustain injuries or have repetitive injuries so injuries that just sort of don't go away so running triathlon swimming cycling as individual endurance sports or as triathlon as those three disciplines pull together they also have a really diverse mix so my advice in your sport look at how or in your fitness pursuit which we know is making you better at life, ultimately have a look at the elements of it, break it down into all those different areas. Think about when you touch on those different areas, how you measure those different areas, and then maybe set some goals around it. My goal is I'm going to dedicate six weeks and I want to increase my plyometric work. My measure is a vertical jump or a forward jump, broad jump. I knew I'd get it eventually. And this is what I'm going to do in addition to some of my running, or I'm going to change my running a little bit to achieve that. The same, my goal is to actually get six pull-ups or have more pull-ups. The goal is six. The measure that I've got now is two, and I'm going to have a program that does that, or I'm just going to commit. Pull-ups is actually super easy. It's, it's one of the things in CrossFit, and this this maybe doesn't feed in too well to, to a business side for me, but developing pull-ups is probably one of the easiest things to do with zero coaching you just need to get in the gym twice a week and do a pull-up program which there are millions online sorry to all of the coaches that work for me selling personal training but that's the truth of it people always want to do pull-ups it's so so simple if you need help we're still here to help you so what's the action I've spoken a lot. What is the action? I want to try and leave you with a little bit of an action plan. Number one 
is to ask yourself, what fitness do I do that I actually enjoy? So what does what does it actually look like? Or what is the fitness pursuit that I follow? You don't actually have to massively enjoy it at the moment, but what what is it? Once you know what it is, so if that's going to the gym and that's important to you, or if, if that's playing paddle and that's important to you, or whatever, golf, it doesn't matter. Ask yourself, how do you measure it on three different levels. Number one is your enjoyment level, because keep the mindset that we're all rank amateurs here, please. So how does, how much enjoyment, how do you measure your enjoyment? How do you measure, which is quite closely related to your enjoyment, how do you measure your motivation to do it? And also, how do you measure your progress? We all want to progress. You don't want to be following a pursuit for X number of months, weeks, or years, and feel like you're not progressing in some way in some area of that sport. Look at the elements of the fitness pursuit that you follow. And then ask yourself, do I want to develop them? So some people within CrossFit have really no care of developing their Olympic weightlifting. And that's fine. That CrossFit's super diverse. It's got loads of different elements in it. But for some people, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting is just not interesting. So look at the elements and look at what you actually want to develop. Then maybe speak to someone or speak to yourself or chat GPT it. What is the time frame to develop it based on the measures and the goals that we spoke about earlier? And then what does that look like when it's plugged into a calendar? Does it fit in with what other things I have going on in my life? And this is super important. I, I see people that will have done one or two and they've got a program and it's a six-week program or they're like, I'm going to go to weightlifting class for the next six weeks and I'm going to get better in my snatch and that's all good and I'm super motivated to do it. But then they're going on holiday. So don't actually think about that or they've got a business trip. So they end up only going to three of the six weeks and then at the end of the six weeks, they're not any better. I think we're kind of setting ourselves up a little bit for failure. The final bit is the question or the challenge which is ongoing is, is this making me better at life? And I kind of want to break this down to finish up on two or three three different levels, is it making me a better person? And how do I measure that? And there could be a number of different ways. Guaranteed, if you're going to the gym every day and at the end of it, you're more angry and not as nice a person as when you get there, it is not making you a better person. What is it doing to you physically? Is it putting you in good physical health? Is it making you feel better physically? Is it making you look better physically? Is it improving your metabolic health? These things are super important. Is it helping you to avoid illness or do you still have a whole load of illness? Because if you do, then you're not getting better at life. And some people actually are training so much that they're, they're overtraining and they're negative or under-recovering as some might argue, and they're negatively influencing the, the potential positive impact of fitness. And then we sort of look professionally, 
is this making me better at life professionally? Since I started going to InnerFight, I got three raises at work or three promotions at work and also got a new girlfriend who's now my wife. So actually, yeah, InnerFight is making me a lot better at life. This is just, we've been doing this a while. That's actually happened to a lot of people. I hear a lot of people that tell me since I've been coming to the gym, because I'm so much better professionally, because I have a clearer mindset, I've lost a load of weight, I feel fit, I've got loads of confidence, I've had a couple of emotions, and I've also now found a girl that I've settled down with, or a boy that I've now settled down with. It's happened a few, on not a few occasions, on a number of occasions, which is pretty cool. So is it making me better at life in two or three different areas, physically, professionally, and also in my personal life? And the final point, which I think this is the third, maybe the fourth time that I have mentioned this, is for the most part, and probably the entire part for the people that listen to this show, is we're actually all pretty rank amateurs. We're using sport, fitness, to make these other areas of our life better and to occupy our free time and our hobbies. And I think we should always remember that. Yes, we should be serious. Yes, we should go through that process, understand the elements, what are the measures, and setting some goals. But we should also always understand that there are things that are more important, which is normally our families, whether we have husbands, wives, children, fathers, mothers, whoever they are, that should probably be our number one priority. And is this sport helping me to be a better person in any of those areas? And then is it helping me in my professional life and in my pursuits professionally? Because that's really, I think, and I'm still working on it, but I think they're the two main reasons, if we're not professional sports people, why we do it. So that our private lives are boosted and our professional lives are also boosted. Fitness is incredibly diverse. There are a number of different things that we can do to stay motivated and a number of different elements within even sports that we think for a lot are quite one-dimensional, such as running. No, they're not. There's various different elements. There's various different ways to measure them and there's various different goals that we can set. Don't be narrow-minded. Stay open. If you're not enjoying one part of your fitness pursuit, ask yourself, what really are the elements of it? And maybe you're not focusing on an area that you would potentially in that moment of your life bring you a little bit more joy. Fitness is here to make us better at life, not to make us worse, but to make us better. And I really hope that it's making you better. And I hope maybe this show helps you to be also a little bit better still. If it does, please go over to whatever platform, give it some sort of rating, share it with a friend. I'd really appreciate that. Until next time, take care.